are you ready? This whole of October month, we are sharing about ownership. Somebody say ownership. Because sometimes in life, uh, most of the times as we travel on this journey, we have the attitude and we build success on the wrong things. The world builds your success in the neighborhood you live, the car you drive, and how much money you have. Now, I know very, very wealthy people. I know multi-zillionaires, but they're the most miserable people on the face of the earth because they don't have peace. They worry about their money. They worry about covet. They worry about their businesses. And they never move in a peace that surpasses all understanding. Now, the Bible is your roadmap. Say my roadmap. You cannot just get in the car and say, Car, I want to go to Joburg. Take me there. You have something to do. you the one that programmed the direction. I was the keynote speaker in a big conference in Johannesburg. And, and I put in the address in the GPS. Now, men, please change that voice when it's a woman. She herself doesn't know where she's going. I was about 15 minutes away from my destination, and that woman starts speaking. Take a left, go east. Now, you know, we as South Africans really don't know where's east. Or south on it. I can tell you south is here and north is there, and west that side. But if I turn around in a strange place, I said, now where I am? You see? And that voice starts speaking. I was the keynote speaker at 10, and it's later 10 o'clock, 10.15, 10.30. And I'm driving on the N3. Is it N3? And later on, I see signs. I'm past Heidelberg, and I'm on my way to Durban. Now, Hunerchi, waar gaat jy nou jyn? And I phone later on and I said, and they were looking for me and I said, don't worry, I'm on my way. They say, where are you? I said, I am on a road here. They say the N3 and I pass Heidelberg and they say, if you keep on driving another hour, you're going to end up in Durban. I said, well, this voice, demon possess because it sent me all the wrong roads at one time I took a U-turn and it says rerouting make a U-turn get back on track now now I was actually 15 minutes away I should have just taken the other main highway out of the airport and boom be there now this is how our life work life is not always fair Life can do you harm. Did you have you discovered? There's not one person, and you're all beautiful and phenomenal. And I can see the lockdown did you well. You spiritually fat, physically lean. You so skinny, and you highly favored. But life knocks you down, kicks you. Well, I'm serving God. <laughs> yeah. Because there's an enemy there out. And that enemy is not spelled mother-in-law. 
the keys fell from the pulpit this morning and I said, I hope it's not my mother-in-law coming back. I said, go back. Now, now, listen to this. Because we're dealing with a devil. We're dealing with the human element. Now, one thing about you, the devil hates you. Come on. The Bible says so. He says, resist. He didn't say assist the devil. Because a lot of people assist the devil by living in their emotional side and go with what they feel and what they experience right now. And I can tell you, they sit people here that are dealing with heartaches and pains. Lost a loved one and came through a divorce and that was a divorce what the Rechekumet and all the stories and and then you try to get yourself up again and you discover in your own human ability you're actually weak while you're supposed to be strong. Now that I have a roadmap, the word. I have a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. I can walk in this journey, <laughs> sidestep the booby traps. This politician was in this community and they were all Roman Catholics. And so the, the padre arranged the meeting with the politician. And as politicians, there are politicians here. As they do, they say, we're going to lower the taxes. And everybody in the crowd went, whom papa, whom papa. And he thought, my word, I have this whole crowd on my side. And we're going to make the medical better. And then they say, whom papa, whom papa. We're going to create jobs, whom papa. And he gave a list what he's going to do if they vote for him. And after everybody was done and he did his speech. He walked out, and uh, they were walking through the cow pasture. And he said, Padre, this was the most successful campaign I ever had. And he wanted to step, and the Padre say, Watch out for the humpapa. That was the cow manure lying there. Now, you see, this is the thing that you can sidetrack. Every possible thing what Satan planned for your life. We're not ignorant of his devices, says the Bible. You have the anointing, the presence of God. Make a declaration. Get behind your ninja turtle mask and say, I'm better than this. Say, I am better than this. I'm greater now, all of you like me that we want to lose weight say, I'm skinnier than this. Because you're not your own. Now, now we don't like because we think it's controlling. No, it's leading. The Bible doesn't say <laughs> it's going to come. Demon spirits control people, and I've seen that. Preaching Beaufort West, and they brought a lady there. They tied her to a chair. She demolished the whole house. That's in the 80s. And uh, I was in the city hall. Now, I did big campaigns by the grace of God. And 
That's how the church that Dr. Demas is pastoring now actually how to come to pass there. I did campaigns and the big church we have in Oatsorn. Our start went on the stadium there and uh, preached there and then Lily Rex and Pastor Corky is there. We build a phenomenal church. It's built there with an awesome parsonage and everything. But it start with something. So here's the story. They said, we're going to bring a lady tonight, and she's demon-possessed. She demolished the whole house. So they carry her in on a chair, tied to the chair. And the moment when she saw me, skinny little bitty woman, she speaks in this deep voice, I hate you. I'm here to give you hell. And I heard the voice of the Lord said, loose her from that chair. And I said, make her loose. And they say, are you crazy? Her husband said, I live with her. Come and look at our home. She looks like a squirrel being in the furniture. Everything is demolished. And uh, I said, loose her. And the moment when they loosed her, she stood up with eyes stiff in her head. And she said, I'm coming for you. And I said, devil! And we rebuked the devil. It went out of that woman through the roof like a cannon shot. And she was set free. Now, why I'm telling you this, it's not because I am GDT. <laughs> or my last name is Toy. It's got nothing to do with it. It's got to do, you need to know whose owner you are, whose possession you are, who's your owner, and what you have inside of you. Christianity said, oh, I'm just a barely going to make a being on the face of the earth. No, God said, you are my chosen vessel. Now, Paul comes and he addressed the church in Corinth, and he tells them this phenomenal story. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 19, because I just touched where we stopped last week, he said, do you not know that your body... Verse 19 is the temple, the very sanctuary of the Holy Spirit. Say, the Spirit of God lives inside of me. He says, uh, he, listen, he says, who lives within you. Ah, there we are. Who lives within you, whom you have received as a gift from God, you are not your own. Did you just read on that board out of the Bible, you are not your own. Now, whose fathers and mothers in this building? Who want their children to excel and to do better than what they've ever done? Now, and, and how are you going to do it when your children are little? When my children were little and they are said, watch it, I can kill you and I can make another one just like you. And then Tasha one day said, she, he said, that will be impossible. She was right. Because this is the thing. If somebody owns you, he wants the best. She wants the best for you. Now, if we who are human beings know to do good, how much more your heavenly father that you are his possession. You see, we battle with the possession thing who, to whom I belong. Because the independent thing wants to take you and say, I'll do it the Frank Sinatra way. I'll do life my way. No, God wants you to do life his way. He knows the end from the beginning. Help me, people. 
He knows the end. He knows how everything is going to end. What we go through now, Jesus said, you will have tribulation and you will have opposition. But keep courage. I have overcome the world. Now, the next verse says, you were bought with a price. He redeemed you. Purchase with a preciousness and paid for and made his own. Say, I am his own. So you're not an orphan. Say, I am not an orphan. I am not a slave to fear. And I'm not a prodigal. I am his own. Scripture says, so then honor God and bring glory to him in your body. So that tells us this morning a phenomenal story to whom you belong as a child of God. Now, at a time, Paul comes to the church in Rome, and he tells them how we're going to live life. Because the nature of man is to be very selfish. My name is Jimmy, and give me. <laughs> or... I get what I can, then I can what I got, and I sit then on the can. While God's method of living, how to be significant, and you hear I didn't use the word success. I used the word significant, effective. He comes and he addressed the church in Rome, and he says in Romans chapter 14 and in verse number 7, None of us, can you see it right there? There stands, none of us. He says, none of us lives to whom? To himself. He says, but to the Lord. And none of us dies to himself, but to the Lord. For, verse 8, if we live, who of you are alive in this building? Oh, Lord, these people didn't put up their hands, phone the morgue. He says, if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So then whether we live or we die, did you did just read it with me loud? We belong. Did you, did you get that? You, 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 you don't belong to yourself. So now here God has a method, a pattern, a way how he wants you to live your life significant. Because he didn't, in John chapter 1, he says, I am the good shepherd. Verse 10, the thief. So there's a thief that's amongst or against your life. The thief only comes. To kill, to steal, to destroy. That's the, the only way Satan operates. To kill, steal, and destroy. But! <laughs> that word, but there, is not the word we use on when we want to tell the child, sit now still on your... But. That word, but, means... Something is going to come out now. Why he said what he just said, and now he's going to explain. But I have come. 
that you might have life. Zoe, the God kind of life, and have it hell, have it in abundance to the overflow. So God's mindset about us as human beings is that he came to give us that life. He purchased us with the blood of Jesus. We became God's property. And now we need to understand the way how it's going to operate is by becoming co-laborers with God. In 1 Corinthians, now Paul comes again, and 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 9, Paul tells the, the church in Corinth, he says, for we are fellow workmen, joint promoters, laborers together. We are what? No, I'm on my single mission. I can do it as I think it. No, let me help you. I've tried that. There's many people here. They try to work out life. I had to stand in front of the congregation. Now we do, uh, before the lockdown, we did 15 services. And I think with the broadcast and everything now, we do about seven now uh, in this time. Listen, I had to stand and say, sorry for teaching you all Benny Poloni at the one of time. Because we think that God is this terrible being ready to zap you. And he's not. He gave the instruction. It's the instruction of the word that's going to help me. Now, let me come to an end. He says, joint promoters, laborers together, with. Did you read the word with there? It's in your Bible. And for God. So I'm now his possession. He bought me with his blood. And now how do I going to live life? I'm going to live it with God and for God. Wow. Immediately you get set free in your mind of, I'm just this little worm that just exists on the face of the earth. I told you I preached in a place in the U.S. And a lady did the, the music and she had this guitar. And she starts singing, I'm just a worm. And I thought, you look like a worm, as skinny as you are. But I'm not going to say I'm a worm. Because he's going to take you and catch a fish with you. They use worms for bait. I'm not a bait. And then she said, I'm just a worm. And then she said, people, can't you sing it? And I went, I can't mean I'm fun. <laughs> I'm not going to sing it. I'm not a worm. <laughs> now, you see, the enemy wants to attack you in your mind. You feel unworthy, not good enough. Did every, anybody ever feel like that? You feel, what's wrong with me? That's why you never measure yourself with anybody else in life. You're unique. He says, we do with and for God. You are God's garden and his vineyard and field. Under cultivation, you are God's building. Wow. That's a mouthful this morning. So how will I live life? By being a co-laborer with God. Again, how do you say in Portuguese? 
kalian. Where's the key? Where's the key? Now, now, we've got nations here. Where are you from? Corona City? What? Angola! 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 We've got USA here. We've got China there. And the UK. Queen, Queen Elizabeth, you look beautiful. So we've got nations here. I'm from the country of Bobokusweti. I was born in Zambia. And when I'm in the U.S., they advertise me. One time a black man is coming from Africa. So when I arrived at the church, they say, who are you? I said, I'm Gustav Latoy. But why aren't you black? I said, I am. I said, my parents paint me with PVA. And they put me in Clorox. Clorox in America means jig. I said, that's why I'm, how you know I'm not white. And uh, now say she's Gustav. Now I'm not saying I'm God. Now, now, God said, I want to be a co-laborer with you. I want to help you how to live life phenomenal. Let's do it this side. How to live life. So the Lord gives me the instruction in the word. And he said all these things. He tries to, to get it in my head. Okay. And now. God says, Gustav, it's time to do this. And she walks with me. But now life comes and snap her and give her a hard time and disappointments. And people disappoint her. And business deals doesn't go well. And the coronavirus. And she's in lockdown. And, and uh, she, she said, I'm not going to take this life anymore. Is there anybody in this place that ever wish you were dead? No, 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 no. You've just missed a hundred bucks by not saying, listen. And she said, okay, and God said, the word says, I sent you to this, this crazy man's meeting this morning. The word says, and she is so numb in her thought life because of pain and hurt. And she said, I'm going to come a horse. <laughs> no, she did not say that. And she said, life is not worth living. And I give up. But God says, Never remember your name. Kanolanki, don't stay there, Gustav. We need, that's the enemy tries to derail your life. I want you to live everything I have designed you for. Because now you're no longer your own possession. Don't, don't let that thought, don't let that mind mess you up. You have the mind of Christ. Keep the mind of Christ. Renew your mind by the word so that you can know the good, the acceptable, perfect will of God every day. But she's so numb in her mind and depression hits her and all kinds of things. And 
he become weak. And God said, I need to move on because I'm on a time schedule. You stay here. God moves on. And the Holy Spirit says, Gustav, move forward. But she doesn't move. Oh, he doesn't move. And then God moves on and moves on. Because later on, there's such a big gap between me and God. Now, it's not God causing this. It's the wrong choice. It's life. And now, that's why that scripture says, you need to do life with God and for God. And suddenly, she came to her senses and said, oh, my word, God is moving forward in life, and here I'm stuck, and I don't need to be stuck here. And she said, I made up my mind now. I'm going to be with God. And she said, God, I'm so sorry that I've missed you. And boom, here she is. She doesn't need to wait now another 10 years. And then God said, I love you so much. I tried to tell you. And that's why my Holy Spirit, you see, thank you, lovey. That's where we messed up in the church. Well, now, I've been a pastor for, let me see if I'm again the oldest person in this building, for 46 years. Oh, no, Miss Jean is. Oh, yeah, go, go. Yeah, yeah, but I feel much better right now. Now she's in the 80s. I don't want to tell you how young I am. And then for 46 years, I have discovered with every assignment in your life, there's an enemy. His nature is after one thing you have. He's afraid you will take this word this morning, apply that in your life. Do the word. Because when you don't do the word, he knows he's going to rob you. He's going to steal. You don't have the mechanism how to oppose him. This is one of my few wives. No, 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 it's my daughter. Reverse that off the people watching right now. Oh, are we on? Jesus. That's Natasha. That's my youngest daughter. And uh, listen, I have only one wife. And uh, this is the key point that we need to discover. If you would ask me, Gustav, in this 46 years that you serve God and 41 years that you're in ministry, uh, 51, what? No, 41 years here, 46 years in ministry, 51 years uh, serving God. Was your life always rose petals and candles and perfume? No. Did you ever want to give up? A report interviewed me with the xenophobia war when we hide everybody. Did you ever feel like giving up? And I look if there's any microphones in the room. Seven million times. Why didn't you give up? It's the assignment in my life to be somebody that can unlock the greatness that's inside of you. There's greatness in you. You are greater than what you hear this morning. You are better than you in your tomorrow, than in your now. 
you are more powerful because Jesus made a statement. He says, the works I have done, you will do them also. And you will do. Now, have you read greater works? You are destined for greater works. But Gustav, the lockdown, Gustav, the, the, the economy, Gustav, yeah, I, I understand all that. But let me help you with this. Because Paul addressed now the church in Ephesus, and he speak to them a word, and if there's a musician in the house still coping, you can come. Ephesians chapter 1. Last Sunday, I made up for all the weeks I haven't been, or months that I haven't been here. And then they said, if, Tasha said, if I send up the musicians, you know it's time to finish. Praise the Lord. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. He says, my blessings, praise, to be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, who has blessed us. What are you? Remember, you are blessed. That's past tense. Blessed us, the present past tense. Blessed us. How? In Christ. With what? Every spiritual given by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Listen, blessing in the heavenly realm. Even as in his love, he chose us, actually picked us out. Now, 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 family, please. If you didn't get anything I've said this morning, just get this. God picked you out. He chose you. I, in my childhood days, I was a rascal, you can tell. I tease people and I had a temper. If I look at a spoon, it will bend. So my friends is a bit older than me. And they start smoking Tarzan tobacco. Now, you know, when you smoke Tarzan tobacco, you want to swing on the chandeliers and you go, that means daha. So they say, if you just try this, just try it once. You will, you will feel wonderful. So what do I know? I grew up on a small holding on Plotter. And we in a very strict Afrikaans family. Because, you know, all my family is Germany. So my father reveled and then he became a new apostolic preacher. So very strict. And I tried that a slow boat. I made myself a reed pipe one time. And then they say, do it this way. It's a Coke bottleneck with, with silver paper. You see, some of you were not born when I did that. And then they say, you need to do this. Now, they were misleading me. And I took a challenge. I went. And when after the third, I feel, I can fly. Fly, baby, fly. Then I had to go home. And everything my mother said, I said, <laughs> she said, Peter, we must get this child to the doctor. Did you eat that little seed, boy? 
Because that time people eat the seed of one of these things and then they go high. No. <laughs> so when that worked out, my mother said, are you getting crazy? And she slapped me. And uh, I couldn't tell her, but I, I felt wonderful. So my friends is now there, and I thought, okay, I don't have Tarzan tobacco. I made myself a reed pipe. <laughs> and then I took some dry fig leaves. It burns in your lungs, and I coughed. And then I remember my mother's brother carried a little tobacco bag with, and on the bag stands horse shoe. And we have horses and donkeys. So I said, that's what Uncle Louis is smoking. Horse shoe. And that's why they have a horse. So I went there in the pasture and picked up horse shoe. I put it in the pipe. Dear Jesus, I thought judgment day is on me. Because I didn't took a, a match, I had a candle. And I did it because what they showed me with the slow boat. And I went. While keeping the candle, the flames came right through in my mouth. I thought, I'm going to die. It's done. How do I explain this to my parents that I die before my time? And I know God's got such a great plan. But, but let me help you. With all this nonsense I've just spoken, God said, I picked you. I've chosen you. I made you my own. You're my precious possession. And I don't want you to live life in survival mode or ordinary or just being a success. I want you to become a co-laborer with me. I want you because I need you to understand the reason that you're here this morning is to build you up because I picked you out. You go to the uh, vegetable store, pick and pay. I pick and you pay. And you go to food lovers, and uh, there's not many people here that just take the first fruit, the first avo. You look, you pack them out, and you see, because this one's got a black mark, that one is too soft. Because everybody, you pick one out. That's the terminology used. You were handpicked by God. Handpicked. He chosen you. There's three things in life that you need to discover. There's three enemies that will come against you to live that you have an owner and there's ownership over you. Three things. The first thing that the Bible tells us is in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10. But worldly sorrow. Did you just hear what I'm saying? 
But worldly sorrow which lacks repentance results in spiritual death. You will go on a guilt trip. Whoever made a wrong decision, I ask. And when you made that wrong decision and you discover it's a wrong decision, you become guilty. You feel guilty about everything. What parent? I want to help you felt guilty about you could have been a better parent for your children oh Jesus this is the most phenomenal people look how they raise their hands and guilt now guilt is a booby trap guilt will keep you back because it's worldly sorrow and Godly sorrow always leads to repentance. And it sets you free. Because the enemy's attack on your life, he doesn't come with visible weapons. I remember when our oldest son died in 2008, the children's mother, when the day when they carried me home, she was like a vegetable. And Chris died. I was in America stuck, flew back. It's his funeral. I did the funeral out of the Dutch Reform in Wellington, and I'm high up on the platform. And when they unscrew the coffin, and I look in that coffin, the shock. I, I had literally something. And I'm the speaker. There's three emotions that you experience in anything. You're first in denial. Then you're very angry. Is there anybody that was ever angry with life? Thank you. Oh my word, you're phenomenal. And then you go in guilt. I could have. Why didn't I? So that's a trap of the enemy. Did you know you can do nothing about yesterday? You can do nothing about 9 o'clock this morning on October the 11th, 2020. You'll never see October 11th, 2020 ever again, 9 o'clock and 10 o'clock. And it's time to close because we close to 12 o'clock. Man, did this three hours went by quickly? Some of you say, God, help me with this. Man, is it so late? No, it's not. Second booby trap that the enemy will try to send your way to harm you is distractions. In Luke 21, verse 34, out of the New Living Translation, Jesus speaking, he says, watch out. Don't let your hearts be dulled by drunkenness and grousing and by all these and by worries. Worries. Turn to somebody and say, don't worry. Because he says, worries of this life don't let that day catch you unaware. You always need to be alert. You're worried, and some people have a gift. They worry because they don't have something to worry about. And Jesus said, if you've got a King James that's in red there, so he speaks very seriously, he says, don't worry. Don't worry about the cares of the life. And that's how the enemy comes. And the third one, 
is excuses. Guilt, distraction, and excuses. Jesus speaks in Luke 14, verse 17 to 18. He said, go in the highways and byways and invite everybody to come. But each person they invited had an excuse. Do you know excuses will rob you from every good thing God has in store for you? And every person the servant spoke to had an excuse. The one said, I bought a piece of land. I want to check out the land. The other one said, I bought oxen. I want to see to the oxen. The other one said, I get married but he first need to find a wife Casey are you available is there any man looking for a wife and she's good the other one says I first want to bury my father in real context his dad was not dead yet when he said I'm going to put everything I've hold my whole life and I'm waiting for my father to die and then when I bury him I will follow because Jesus said, he said, but they all began making excuses. These three things are the booby traps that life will harness you. Life will throw you back. Life will put you on that guilt trip. Life will give you sleepless nights drive you to something, lemonade and uh, whatever. But Jesus spoke this and Paul spoke this to warn us. Your assignment in life is the nations of the world. You have such a great calling. Well, Gustav, I'm called to be a mechanic. That, that, No, no, no. That's your not really your calling in life. That's just a help thing to help you live your calling. Your calling is to be a life changer. If you change the, if you can change what you think, you can change the atmosphere because you think like God thinks. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I came to this meeting this morning in absence past five. With a long list of stuff. And in the eight o'clock, the Lord said, There are many people sitting in that trap. They have such great potential. They can work the works of Jesus. I want to use them to come out of that narrow place, that dark place, that shallow place as where they in, so that they can live this abundant life. But they need to get free from this will be traps guilt distractions and excuses you first become guilty then you get distracted you say this is not working I'll try the difference between high achievers in life and great champions they all went through the same thing the one just said when the other toss in the towel by the grace of God I will try one more time and that one more time helped them to break through. 
We arrived in this town and I'm really done now. Very poor. I had the churches against me. I had pastors against me. My friends was the Catholic father, the Presbyterian, the Anglican, and the Dominus. The pastor here said, who's this youngster? And I said, God, how are we going to make it? Then the Satanists came. Every meeting we had Satanists, Satan worshippers. I took a little church here next to the N1 with three people. They didn't tell me there's only three. I left property and busy developing buildings and things in Gauteng, Transvaal. Came to nothing. My children was this size. And I had to conquer the odds. The mayor called me in strangely. His family, I preached the other day for his sons. On a Saturday, the mayor called me in. He said, you, you raped the message of the Bible with your mixed churches. Because this was AWB, Amaldol Buckley. And, and he said, within one week, I'll have you chuck out of this town. I'll see personally the mayor. He sent Monday the fumigation department to come and fumigate our building because I'm the reason that there's so many plagues in town now with my mixed church. Now, that's dangerous stuff. Then they had the traffic officers write everybody a ticket that parks in that street. But the next Sunday, I came out of the, the bus to we were looking like saving the penguins, black suits, white tie. It's amazing. I love for myself. Years ago when we came out of the, the prayer room, I'm in front, then the elders, and then the demons, I mean the deacons. And we all walk, save the penguin, save the penguin, black suits, white tie, save the penguins, let's save the penguins. And on the newspaper report, mayor in scandal, immediately dismissed. And I said, I better get that newspaper. The same man who said a week ago, you'll have me out of the town. Twice nearly assassin. People pull guns and put it in front of my head. I can tell you stories. They poisoned me at a time. Now, our, our daughter, her daughter, my granddaughter, she plays in movies and things. And, and she and Graceland made appointment and said, Opa, we want to make a movie of your life. I said, that's going to be a horror film. If you know all my stories. So I didn't arrive here with everything going just well for me. But what I've shared this morning helped me. How to live life to the fullness to be significant the prayer in this building and to our audience this morning wherever you are watching from if you're ever in one of these three traps you don't need to sit there you're significant, you're marvelous your father in heaven that you serve is so wealthy all the gold and silver all the cattle on a thousand hills 
belong to Him. He wants to give it to you. The Bible says you are an heir of God. You are a joint heir with Jesus. We believe for new kidneys for this man. Everything that you need, God gave it to you. But guilt, excuses, and distractions will not let you live up to that great life you were destined for. You will heal the sick. You will cast out devils. You will raise the dead. You will speak in your tongues. You will take up poisonous things and nothing will harm you. That's God's idea about you. Well, Gustav, he said, she said, opinion is like noses. Everybody's got one. If you want to be significant in this life for God, die for public opinion. You see, I've got this window shopping nose. And it's not pressing my nose against the Pastor gave me in the parking lot. You, you write the message of gospel, the Bible. And they did this. I had to conquer the odds. You say, how? Two things. Stay humble in life. this morning because there's a one billion soul harvest coming and you're going to be the people that's going to change the world on the face of the earth you may have a few setbacks now but your comeback will be much greater than your setbacks did you get the car, the new one? How fun. Is it a Ferrari? That's awesome. What am I looking for? Keep all the money there on the platform and give it to him to put petrol in. If you drive a Ferrari, you need money. Give all that money to him. This morning, you're the person that says Jesus I want to live that great life but guilt distractions or excuses hinder me I want you to stand I want to pray and be done every person via what you watch what media Put your hand there and say, God, help me this morning. There are people standing. And if you realize this morning you are destined for a greater assignment than what you're busy with in life right now, you are a world changer. Nations are waiting and calling. And God's going to do it. You don't need to leave here as you came in Jesus' name. You're going to be victorious and champions. How are you all doing? Awesome. I see a miracle for you, Larry. I speak health and healing over your body from the top of your head till the soles of your feet. I speak right in the back of your spine, right down in your back. I speak over every organ in this body right now that the miracle power of God will touch you and heal you and set you free. 
you have great things to do for God. And I even come against the spirit of depression that tries from time to time to attack you. I say you will have no authority over this woman. Not now, not tomorrow, and never again in the mighty name of Jesus. And I say thank you, Father, for your goodness of God over her life and the peace of the Lord. Pray with her, Tash. The peace of the Lord. I call in provision. I call in breakthrough. Uh, you haven't seen anything yet. Brother Jerome, come and lay hands on this gentleman. I speak the abundance of God, what the enemy meant for harm, sir. God is turning it around for your good. You're going to see how God's going to move in a, a way you've never seen. You're at the brink that you need that miracle to manifest right now in Jesus' name. And it's going to happen in Jesus' name we pray. Let's raise our hands while they pray for them. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I've heard the word of the Lord this morning. And because it's your word, Lord, I yield to your word this morning. I am set free from guilt. No more guilt. Devil, you will not attack me with guilt of mistakes and situations and even just to feel guilty. I rebuke it right now, and you leave me, and you go from me. I'm God's property. I belong to the Lord. I come against every distraction from this day on. I will focus, focus on my assignment, focus on the goal. Paul says, I let the things go of the past, and now I focus, hallelujah, for the thing that I run towards, the, the very thing, the mark, in the mighty name of Jesus. And Father, forgive me for every excuse I ever had in my life not to live. What excuse I ever used. God, I'm dealing with excuses right now. I come under your leadership, Holy Spirit. I'm God's possession. I'm going to do life from this day on with God. Just like God. In the mighty name of Jesus, the living Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody says, Amen. Look at somebody say, You are a champion. You are an overcomer. You are a history maker. You are a world changer. Say, I see you as God sees you right now. And if you believe it this morning, give that shout of victory in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody say, Hallelujah. morning we thank you for the word and we know that your word will not return to you void father but thank you that your word is a seed that's planted in our hearts and your word will do exactly what it said it will do father and as we leave this building we are entering into our mission field thank you for greatness over each and everyone and thank you for your divine protection in jesus mighty name amen and amen god bless you keep you surround you see you next week